0: Gee.
1: july 20th um we're recording this right after game six of the nba finals and your milwaukee bucks are 2021 uh nba champs um matt how you doing tonight
0: i'm doing good man anytime we get to witness a sad um cp3 walk to the locker room makes my night 10 times better so not only did Giannis and close personal friend bobby portis come out with a win in, in their own rings tonight but cp3 was also um you know stayed on his uh his pedestal of not being able to to close out and win a final so i'm doing great how you doing
1: <laughs> i mean you took the words out of my mouth uh <laughs> i didn't want to start tonight with uh hating on chris paul but it's so hard not to just given um everything that he just brings to, to an nba playoff game um especially after game five or Game Five where he. Does that does a shove on, on Giannis on that alleyoop and sort of gets the whole dick punching uh, stuff brought up again? And yeah. I will say in, in the closeout game in a game we thought he was going to fold fall over he he played surprisingly very well. Um, but yeah, I mean I I love the the narrative of a player like like Chris Paul just get, being added to the rings culture narrative of not getting a ring um, because mm-hmm. this was his chance and. He had a terrible stretch between this game three all the way to game five. And with that, like cost him the series in a lot of ways. So you hate to see it.
0: Yeah, I guess somebody hates to see it, not us. Um, but I just I don't know. I envision that sometime down the road when he hangs it up and he's doing um, media work or whatever he intends to do in, in retirement, that he just casually becomes the next Charles Barkley. And he's got Shaq on the other side of the table yelling at him about he, he has no rings on his finger. And uh, I hope it stays that way.
1: I mean, he's got to be up there when the series when his career is over um, as as one of the best to not win one, assuming he doesn't win one in the next you know one to three years of his remaining career. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, you so got yeah. him, Chuck, uh, Mailman, Stockton, Gary Payton come to mind, but he's up there. He's yeah. up there for sure.
1: Like he's definitely up there. So. You hate to see it. Um, This was one of those where it's like I was going down the list of the roster of the Bucks, even the Suns outside of Chris Paul, and it's like there are not a lot of players that like I don't want to see get a ring. Like obviously Giannis, we can we'll, we'll spend some time on Giannis, but even like Drew Holiday was such a good guy to get a ring. You know, close personal friend Bobby Portis just having an amazing game tonight. Um yeah. 16 16 points, points off the bench. Almost costing the game with a little bit of a (laughs) uh, post-call antics, doing a little primetime high step down the court. Uh, But but, that's what you
0: get with Bobby. You take the good and you take the bad.
1: You take the good with the bad. You leave him in the game, too, because he was the other guy giving him buckets down the stretch. So, Yeah. um, yeah, man, hell of a series. I think there's a lot of dialogue around this series. The two ones that come to mind were like, this series is not a lot of people I talked to didn't think this series was like that interesting, especially when it started out a lot. I heard a lot of people thinking it was like boring or, you know, bad ratings were going to come. We've talked about the ratings before. Um, I thought front to back, like regardless of the scores, like this series was very exciting. Every single game I thought was, was at a high level of basketball, really good quality. And obviously the last three games with, with the plays that Giannis has been making, um, I don't know. It's, it, a very surprisingly good series to watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I enjoyed every game. Um, I think that narrative kind of was started with the first two games that, the, that Phoenix won were both in double digits. You know, they, they won game one by 13. They won game one by, by 10. Obviously those games were a little bit closer than the score tells. Um, but I think with most people just kind of looking at the box score after the game, that's all they see. Uh, and they equate that to not being as competitive or entertaining of a game. But, yeah, you you hit it on the head with with Giannis making these potential game-saving plays in the end of the last, what, three games with his block and his alley-oop and just kind of everything he's been able to do. It's made for some must-see NBA.
1: Yeah, and even, like, the first two games, although they weren't, like, close games on score, like, the Suns are playing at such a high level where it was fun to watch them, you know, hit literally every shot they put up and pass the ball around. Um, and then obviously you got book putting up 40 back-to-backs game three and four um, or games four and five. Sorry. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> I did make a point when talking to someone, I think someone at work was like, yeah, it's kind of a boring series. And I, I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, it, there's definitely stretches where you're watching like campaign and Cam Johnson versus Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton. Like that's not finals basketball product you want to see. But sure. When you got the, the main dudes on the floor, like Giannis is playing at a historic level. Chris Middleton, like, I don't know, man, he I think he shocked everybody around the league of how much of a bucket getter he is. Um, this big shot after big shot down the stretch. And I was ripping on Pat Connaughton. He didn't, you know, score much tonight, but he was extremely solid throughout the series, um, which helped got them to to where they were and winning it tonight. So, uh, yeah, happy for all the guys, man. I don't know. It was a fun series.
0: It was indeed. And, uh, man, Pat was just running around, grabbing all these loose balls and offensive rebounds, things that I don't necessarily associate with him or his game. He was just kind of keeping the ball away from the Suns. and He did his part in that regard
1: with eight rebounds which is like you said so not surprising. really his game <laughs>
0: yeah not at all really weird but i mean i think he kind of knew what, what it took to win and what he had to do and he got it done so so shout out to them
1: yeah so like putting the putting a bow on the sun season um what are some of the takeaways you had you know i'll start with with with, with book he had Games four and five, put up 40 back-to-back, didn't get a lot of help from the surrounding cast. And then tonight, you know, 19 points, not what you want to see. Um, Didn't shoot too well. I mean, every time I saw him put up a three, he was clanking it. He did not shoot well from three across the league. Um, I mean, how do you feel about the Suns in general? And, and, you know, as they sort of close out this season, I think they overachieved quite a bit. Um, But I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I think that's the, the key word there is overachieve. Not that they don't deserve what they got, or excuse me, what they where they got um, or how they got there, but um, nobody expected them to be this good this quickly. And Monty Williams did a hell of a job getting all these guys to play together and play for a common goal. Um, but as far as outlook goes, I mean, they're looking good. Whenever a team overachieves, you have to have high hopes for the next season. you got D-Book coming back. I think he finally broke through whatever barrier he had in front of him being one of the top guards in the league. And he's finally getting that respect now. Um, and it's obviously showing night in and night out. He had a rough game tonight. Um, but as you mentioned, previous two games, he dropped a 40 piece. Chris Paul, I assume is coming back. Uh, I don't really know what his contract situation is. Um, but I, I have a hard time believing that he's going to leave this Phoenix team. He is vegan now. So I assume that going to got a few years left in the tank. Um, and then obviously you got your other two young guys when in Aiden and Bridges. And as much as I really like Bridges, he just needs some time. He needs some years to grow, get some more experience. And this was perfect for him. I mean, what better experience do you get than being in the front line of an NBA final series and a deep playoff run? So I think he's just a little bit ripe, a little bit young um, for what they needed from him right now. As you could tell, he kind of shrunk in tonight's game. He went, what, three for seven. Six boards, didn't do a whole lot. Like, he was a minus 18 for the game, which isn't great. Um, yeah. Ex- I mean, not that I expected more from him, but with the current roster that they have, you needed more out of him. And I think that was part of the reason that they they dropped the ball. To go along with De- uh, DeAndre Ayton as well, My, the other mm-hmm. person I was about to touch on, you got to have extremely high hopes coming uh, with him coming into next year, just the way he performed. Uh, And took the next step as well. And you got Chris Paul coming back, who he has really um, given credit for a lot of his progression. Um, But like I mentioned with Bridges, Aiden shrunk in the big moment tonight, too. He could not buy a bucket for most of the game. He went four for 12, especially on the inside. It looked like he was almost giving up easy dunks um, to kind of turn over his shoulder and throw up kind of a soft little hook, which... I know he's kind of more of a finesse guy, but you'd love to see him just dunk the ball securely in those situations. He would have ended up with at least 20.
1: Yeah, the eight thing was was interesting. Like, it was the – I guess, I mean, game two, he had under 10 rebounds. But tonight he only had six boards. Um, And there were a a few moments where he got the ball in the paint and hesitated out of fear of Giannis coming around uh, over the weak side to to block his shot. He put up these, like – Soft ass, like jump hooks or Gross. jump shots that just like that is like early, you know, rookie career, like rookie season. DeAndre Aiden. Um, yeah. I was like, and then on the defensive end, Giannis was eating his lunch the last couple of games, and I think him getting into foul trouble in game three, um, really that spooked him. That spooked him, dude. Every because he realized, or they realized how bad they were without him on the floor like their lack of front court depth just showed more and more each and every game. Um, but him going out and almost falling out in game three, them losing the game that changed him, his mentality. I feel like throughout the rest of the series to where he thought twice before trying to block a shot because he knew how important he, he was to the team defensively. Um, Cause I mean, you can't be rolling out Frank Kaminsky and credit to Bud took advantage of that. He, you know, played these big lineups with Giannis, Bobby Portis and, uh, Brooke. Lopez all on the floor at the same time to go up against Cam Johnson, Kaminsky, and and Aiton. So Jay like,
0: Crowder, yeah,
1: yeah, and then yeah, the Aiton thing was is, I that was like one of the things I had written down of just like what the hell happened to you know a week and a half ago we were considering his nickname to become the <laughs> Dominator. <laughs> it's not looking so hot now. Yeah, yeah, and so like that, I think he just kind of like. Fatigue obviously was setting in. The Bucks, or I don't think anybody's realized how important Dario Saric was to them just to eat up minutes. But yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on the Suns. Mikhail Bridges will be interesting. He was very streaky this this series. Like tonight only put up seven shots, which is you need you just need more from him. He is too totally. good of a shooter, um, plays too much, and is is way too like they just need him more to to to, to put up more. Um Chris Paul, he declined his option, um, but that's not to say he's not going to resign with with the Suns. So, right. um, I think he'd be pretty dumb to go try to find a. I mean, he might just be looking to find a bag. Um,
0: I think that's what it is. That probably that one last career-ending bag where he's going to find his last home, and it should yeah. be Phoenix. I'm sure it, it will absolutely
1: be. should be Phoenix. Um, yeah. He definitely ran out of steam. I don't want to spend too much time on the whole like was he hurt? Was he like choking narrative that was right. going on between our last show and today but yeah he i think he's got a couple more years with him it'll be funny to see him you know continue to fail (laughs) throughout the series but um, yeah and i
0: got bad news for him as 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 good as the suns look and as much as they are peaking he's got a denver nuggets team with jamal murray coming back next year he's got a warriors team with clay thompson coming back next year i mean the west is not getting any easier it's actually going to get much much harder next year so it as good as they are, and as much as they, they proved this uh, off season, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be comfortable putting any money on them to be back in this position next year, would you?
1: No, and I think that the Suns got to be kicking themselves for drafting Jalen Smith this year in the draft, ten overall. They could have used, yeah. they could have used that spot by someone else. Dude didn't play a minute throughout the playoffs. So
0: actually, now um, that you say that, I need to know. We're gonna do a little uh, Wikipedia. Who they could have gotten. Know. Yeah, in that
1: draft. Well, let's just Um, start with your boy, Tyrese Halliburton at 12. That was an obvious one.
0: Yeah, I'm Um, pulling it up right now. He was the obvious one, although I did hear that his agent was telling teams, like, don't draft me. I want to go to Sacramento. And in my mind, why the fuck would you not draft a guy? He has no rights. Like, okay, cool. I'm taking you, and you're going to report to camp. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, they could have used probably Devin Vassell. He had a great year with San Antonio. He went 11. Um. Who else? <laughs> You're so your, looking
1: at Kyra Lewis and Aaron Nesmith Like, yeah, probably you not. <laughs> your,
0: your boy Poku, who went to the Thunder.
1: <laughs> Imagine if Poku got drafted. I mean, he was projected in some you know early mocks to go that high. Um, yeah. Bay was, the, Sadiq Bay to the Bay
0: to the Pistons. He had a great year. Tyrese Maxey had some good postseason minutes with the Sixers. Um, R.J. Hampton looks like he's going to be a good piece, and and. Where did he end up? He got traded from Denver, right?
1: Yeah, he's in Orlando now. He got traded Orlando, with the that's right. uh, Aaron Gordon trade.
0: Right. Uh, um, Desmond Bain, who kind of killed the Warriors in that playing game. Seriously. He could have gave some good minutes. Um, yeah, man, they could have went a lot of ways with that pick. So, sucks to see him waste it.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, he uh, he steps up. That's a, that's a spot they could have really taken advantage of. But um, – yeah, we'll see what the Suns do. Um, they'll be competitive. Book's gonna take another step. I was uh funny funny enough listening to Bill Simmons and House talk about uh is Booker the best two way player in the league right now or the best uh, shooting guard in the league? Um,
0: is Booker having so, a moment?
1: Pretty much. It was one of those talks where he's like has Book put himself up over like hardens around the league. Um and I, it just, it's always funny listening to those two talk, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I like the Suns. I love Monty Williams. I think he should have, he should have gotten um, coach of the year, but got it is what it is. Bucks are champs. Bet on Giannis. They bet on Drew holiday. Um, Giannis tonight, 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks. No one's ever done that before. Not even like close to that stat line. Um, 26 years old as to his resume, which already consists of two times MVP defensive player of the year, most improved player now a champion finals MVP at 26, um, going real down career the line, real career arc, his, uh, first player in NBA history to have 50, 10 and five blocks. That is in any playoff games, let alone a final. Um, and then the final one that I thought was interesting, cause I was looking this up. As he was getting close to that 50 burger, um, who else has had high scoring games and closeouts? Um and he strictly has tied close-ups. strictly closeouts or potential closeouts. Mm-hmm. Um and he's tied Bob Pettit at 50 with uh, Jordan in second place at 45 and 98. Sheesh. So
0: pretty good company.
1: Fuck man. <laughs> what a and to go series. Even...
0: It really was. And to take it a step further, Giannis is only the seventh player in NBA history to have a 50-point game in a finals game. Not only close, but just in a finals game in general. There's only been seven dudes who have done it. It's been Bob Pettit, as you mentioned, LeBron James, LeBron James, Jerry West, Rick Barry, MJ, and uh, everyone's favorite uh, war veteran, Elgin Baylor.
1: (laughs) Ooh, RIP to a real one. Yeah, Um, big RIP. And it's so funny how narrative is just like throughout a playoffs or how long it takes, how, when he, when they were playing this, the nets in the semis, everybody was talking about Giannis is the most unskilled NBA player, all-star we've ever seen. Um, he has one move. It's drive to the hoop and try to get a bucket on Blake Griffin. Um, talking about he doesn't really know how to play basketball and look at him now just completely changing it up um spin moves his free throws got better over time uh mid-range jumpers jump hooks just a complete change from what we saw in the semis um and it's just hard to hate a guy like Giannis man I don't know I don't know what to say it's just he just brings joy to the league
0: he does he's hilarious he's good at what he does I don't want to gloss over it you just mentioned it but tonight it's two games in a row now, I think, where Giannis has really killed it from the free-throw line. Tonight he went 7 for 19 in a closeout game from the line. And I know he's had his struggles, especially in away games, but when you go 17 for 19 from the free-throw line, not only an abysmal shooter like Giannis, but even Steph Curry or someone, that's that's some special stuff right there. And great players make great plays and do great, play, do great things. And uh, Giannis has done it again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that was how he shot it, uh, tonight. And that's if you, if he's shooting at that high of a rate, if you can keep that consistent, it's, forget about it. Like,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in an, another league if he does that. Um, yeah. But I wanted um, to ask you is Giannis the best weak side defender of all time?
1: The best weak side defender of all time.
0: Guy finished with five blocks tonight. And don't think all of them were, but a lot of them came from that weak side. He's so long. He's so athletic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say just given his his stature, like I'd put him up against anybody defensively. Right. Um like there's been plenty of great weak side defenders, but that's mainly from just like the first thing that comes in mind is like how Dwight Howard would just come across the lane weak side and just block shots. I mean, that's how Rudy Gobert makes his bread. You know, he makes mm-hmm. his bones by just weak side blocks. Um, I mean, it's hard to not think Giannis is the best defensive player we've ever seen just because he's the the most, like, just physically gifted player we've ever seen. He's a freak. Um, he's a freak. So I would I would entertain that argument. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would say so trying to think of other people like i said the first person that come to mind was was dwight howard and his like late 2000s early 2010 run when he was one of the best shot blockers we've seen um but i just think the way the game is played now the way Giannis can kind of you know cover so much ground like his chase down blocks early in the series and even like i mean we've talked about it you know almost too much his block in game four um yeah, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. He's an amazing defender.
0: He is. And just the body control that he possesses to be able to, like, not foul people and still be able to block their shot or or make them change their shot and make a difference, it's incredible to watch. Like, I love watching Giannis play defense.
1: Seriously. And just to think, about a month ago, we saw his leg flip <laughs> in between, go invertedly, and we thought the the, the Bucks were done with, so – yeah, just an cool. amazing story for him man like that on himself bet on the city that, that 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 drafted him um i mean mm-hmm. this time last year we were talking about him going to the warriors and what it might take and he yeah they they made some big moves for drew holiday they got drew holiday to resign um a lot of people talk
0: off. shit about that deal too a lot of people were painting the narrative that like Oh the the Bucks are just throwing darts at a wall now. They got to do anything to try to keep, you honest. They're bringing Drew Holiday over. A lot of people Dude, hated up that until deal until game
1: 2 they were talking mm-hmm. about. You know, I saw StatMuse tweeting about how he was in his playoff stats, that will say his playoff stats were very similar to what Eric Bledsoe was putting up for them. And it was like, "Hmm, you traded X, <laughs> Y, and Z for for Eric Bledsoe production." <laughs> um, obviously, Drew's Holl- Drew Holiday's game is a thousand times better than Bledsoe's, but To your point, dude, people were calling that a terrible decision all season pretty much.
0: It fucking paid off. They bet on it, and it it paid off, and they won. And he committed long-term to the team, so it gets even better. Um, And it was funny because a lot of people painted Giannis to be like a a guy who was going to jump ship, like you mentioned, or or go to a different team. And I don't remember exactly what his quote was, but I think it was like, I'm the kind of type of guy to run through the wall, not run around it. And it's just almost like so poetic that it ended up this way this year with all these questions surrounding him and and the Milwaukee Bucks. And yeah, man, they were able to do it and pull it off. And it was so cool to see him just basking in it once they finally oh, yeah. won. And the thing about, I love about Giannis is like, he's so family oriented. It's crazy. And he seems so calm and collected when Malika Andrews was interviewing him post game. And then she had mentioned, uh, Oh, now you and all your brothers have an MVP or, uh, excuse me, an NBA championship ring. And his eyes lit up. She's she, like, as soon Ooh, as he, <laughs> <lost it. laughs> as soon as she'd started talking about his family, you could see like a, a light switch went off in his brain. And he was like, Oh my God, you're right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I fucking love
1: it where they cut to him. I think when they're talking to, to Bud and one of the owners, he was on FaceTime. I'm assuming with Thanassus, who was yeah. um, his in a hotel or at home his brother with under COVID protocol. So he couldn't even be there to celebrate. And I, Giannis was on FaceTime, assuming it was with the being like, come here, come here now. And they caught him on IG live post game. in like the, 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 um, in the locker room, and he's talking to the NASA like, I'm coming, I'm coming. It's like, no, 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 yeah.
0: no, I'm coming right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I fucking love those
1: guys risking COVID just to spend time with his brothers, but that's got to be so tough, man, for how close they are, and yeah, he can't even celebrate the the greatest moment with his brother. But I know they'll they'll find a way to get together.
0: Absolutely, especially if Milwaukee does some sort of parade, I'm sure that Giannis will be telling ownership like this parade will not take place until Thanasis is healthy and clear and in my float.
1: Yeah, so I'm I can't I'm not too you. worried about it parade honest man
0: oh my god it's gonna I'm be the, if us. we think that he lights up social media now just wait until this guy is like drunk off champagne and hennessy and screaming cardi b lyrics in his float i cannot well i was him. gonna
1: ask does he even drink or is he just that genuinely happy and hilarious to where like do you think, i don't know we'll, him we we'll find out tonight but like is he gonna be yeah. drunk or is he's gonna be so like high off life And just such a genuine person, like I don't
0: know. (laughs) Right, I don't know him to be a booze hound, but this like parade time is when people's true true colors come out, and that's when you find out what they really are. Like I had no idea that Jordan Bell was a Hennessy out of the bottle kind of guy until the parade rolled around. That's true. Ducks fly together. We get down, but (laughs) (laughs) and then good old Poo Jean. But uh, yeah, I mean, time will tell. We'll see. What do you think his, his beverage of choice will be on that float if it were to be booze? Because if we're talking like Joel and B, you know that that, that float is going to be filled with just pictures of Shirley Temple.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, but he's if- drinking the soda. <laughs> yeah. um, see, I, I might even take the bet that Giannis barely drinks, if at all. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't, if but he if he was he wore- drinking. And on a float... Dude, I can see him just, like, taking, like, swigs of just, like, vodka and just, like, very small <laughs> swigs. Or tequila, sorry. Either vodka or tequila. Like, very, like, young kid, like, party drinks. Like, Ooh. here's the bottle of, like, vodka. And here or here's, like, a bottle of, like, Casamigos or 1942 or something like that for him because he's, he's balling. But, like, very little yeah. sips and just, like the gin phase pretty much like <laughs> he
0: hates it he hates every every like taste coughing of it. it up
1: almost but yeah you know, oh no and he's like hammered drunk
0: <laughs> yeah Giannis like that's is for I sure Giannis out there yeah he's styrofoam he's lightweight I, f- I feel like he'd be a sweet guy too so although it's not very uh easy to have like in a a parade float situation I feel like he'd be like a white Russian guy Like, I need another white Russian. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: With like muscle milk in them.
1: (laughs) No, but there's two people I'm expecting to be absolutely turned. That's close personal friend Bobby Portis and the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. I think that, oh my God. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. He's he's still fresh out of college. The big ragu is going to be turning it up. I I, got to imagine he would.
0: Yeah, he's going to have a fresh, crispy taper. He's gonna have at least two chains on. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait for the big ragu. He's gonna be must see TV during that parade. That's for sure. I think Budenholz is gonna be a big time booze hound too. I could see him just slamming cans of Bud Heavy.
1: Oh, for sure. I, it's in his, his name. name, like Coach Bud. He has to slam butts. He just reminds me of like I don't know if you watch The Simpsons, but like the whiny salesman Simpson's character. When he just, <laughs> like I just can't get that image out of my face. Out of my brain and like I not that I was ever a huge fan of Bud, but like it just I just can't think of the whiny salesman when I when I see his face. Um <laughs> with, with the like wanted,
0: rolled up shirt and the fucking yeah, like the disheveled
1: suit. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna that bring home the bacon.
0: <laughs> that's a great call, that's for sure, Coach Bud.
1: Um, but I wanted to ask you, or not ask, but like just talk about how different. This playoffs would have been if KD's foot wasn't on the line in Game Seven against the Bucks. Mm. He had that what could have been a game winner, but yeah, they sent it into Joe, overtime. He's a size higher shoe, yeah. sent it into OT, gives the Bucks the life they needed, and, and here we are. And it's like if they would have lost that game, you better believe Bud would have got fired. They'd be looking yeah. to find a way to maybe move on from from Holiday, maybe move on from Middleton. Giannis is, you know, he only has one move. He's not a great player, blah, blah, blah. That would have been such a different trajectory had that not have happened. It's just, it's a game of inches, as they say. Um,
0: Yeah, that's a good call. That would have shifted a lot of things. And I think a lot of it wouldn't have looked the same as far as the way the team is constructed next year. You're right. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. Um, And shout out to KD. He, he like, congratulated the Bucs as soon as they won on Twitter. He's just a hoop head after all, so he was was just uh, happy to see some good basketball.
1: Yeah, I I just saw a tweet, which is crazy too. So Book, Drew Holiday, and Middleton are on a flight in the next day to go to Tokyo.
0: Oh, fuck, I forgot they got to go to the Olympics. So they probably
1: have to be able to fly back
0: for the parade, right?
1: I can't imagine. the games start this weekend. Damn that fucking Olympics blows! start this weekend. I, I, Wait, so
0: it's it's Middleton, Book, and who?
1: Uh, Drew Holiday. Damn
0: that blows! For that, play. I mean,
1: yeah, they play the French on Sunday, Group A.
0: Well, hey man, that's some much needed reconnaissance that Team USA needs, especially uh, with Beal going out. And Zach Levine's out now too, right?
1: Yeah, man, the Delta variant's no joke. I. I yeah. It's interesting because they say they just enter the health and safety protocols, but don't mention if they do or do not get COVID. Um, assuming right. they just got COVID or not, like right? Or is it? Yeah, I'm, just I'm assuming they in are. In touch with someone who got it and they got a quarantine for a little bit. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, the rules are so strict that I think if you do come in contact with someone, you do have to sit out. But I'm imagining that they got COVID just the way they're handling everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. So we'll see. We won't spend too much time in the Olympics, and, and and um, right. I don't know anything else you want to talk about in this in the series itself. Um, I don't know, man. We could put a bow on the season and keep it moving, but I don't know any other things you wanted to, cut, to talk about for this series.
0: Uh man, the series itself. Who's your uh, Who's your unsung hero for the uh, series? Uh, for this series. Obviously, we know Giannis came away with the MVP. It's the first chip in 50 years for the city of Milwaukee. He was the most important player on the team. But who is your unsung hero for this for this series?
1: Ah, uh, Man, I, it's a toss-up. And the obvious answer that you would think we'd say is, is close personal friend Bobby Portis. Um, Correct. But I got to go Connaughton. Um, wow. I think Connaughton – made up for the nights where I mean drew holiday played really well but he did not shoot the ball too well throughout the series like tonight mm-hmm. he had fucking I don't know he had like while he had 16 points um sorry I was looking at his numbers he had yeah, 12 points tonight. Sorry, four of 19 from shooting from the field like game before that 12 of 20 So like he didn't shoot too well throughout the series. So I don't want to give it to him. That'd be an easy pick. But yeah, I think Conanton defensively, he played really well. He hit big shots when he needed to. Um game five when the Suns opened up thinking like I thought they were going to run away with it. Um he had some big threes to 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 calm down those runs and got him, give him the chance to get back in the game. Um I I don't think Brooke Lopez did enough throughout the series. So I, I yeah I gotta go with with Notre Dame's very own Pat Connaughton.
0: I love it. I mean, you? I don't love it because I think Pat Connaughton's kind of a scrub. But I mean, I, he, I mean, I didn't
1: say I, don't, I didn't say, I love Pat <laughs> Connaughton. <laughs> no. would be someone I dislike still.
0: Yeah, of course. No, it, it makes total sense. He did. Uh, he did play well in, in what he needed to do, as we mentioned. But you know, I'm going with my buddy. I'm going with the man that they were chanting his name, the man with the big eyeballs. I'm going with Bobby Portis. And if you yeah. look at his overall um series numbers it doesn't it doesn't look too great but in the last 4 games that they played which Milwaukee won all four games that's really when Bobby kind of started to come alive and and uh and make his presence felt so I'm uh and I mean just the way he got the crowd into the game I feel like a lot of the time that he was in there he was changing the momentum and Absolutely. it it shifted So, I got to go with Bob. I mean, in the last four games, he did, what, 11 points, 3 points, 9, 16. But, I mean, he played some pretty pretty damn important minutes uh, in those. So, we'll go with Bobby Portis. Interested to see what he does at the end of this season as well because I believe he signed, like, a minimum prove-it deal. So, he's going to be coming up looking for a new contract. Don't really know what the cap stitch is on Milwaukee, so I don't know if they'll – have the money to resign him. I'm assuming someone's going to come out and throw him a pretty good sized deal. Yeah, so it'll be she, interesting to see where he ends up.
1: He's one of those guys. And I'm sure you saw him when they Malika was forced to interview him. I don't think she's yeah, she second. was so
0: unprepared for that. <laughs> Drew holiday, just put him on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Drew was not trying to answer questions. Um, no, I don't know, man. Bobby kind of seems like the dude after this series to be like, I don't want to play anywhere else. Um, See that? Like he kind of mentioned how he was, you know, he didn't get an invite to the bubble, so he was all depressed and down, and you know, hardened himself, and you know, got his chance with the Bucks. The work ethic across the locker room. um I think so long as you know the core of like Giannis and what's his face and and, and Drew stick around. Yeah, I don't know. I think they owe it. They owe Bobby a good contract. I don't know if it's going to be anything that like he can get from you know, like, the fucking Bulls or something. He to play for the Bulls. but um, I was going to say,
0: I think he burned that bridge.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, like, a, a contract that you might see him get from, like, the the Wizards or, like, the, the Magic or something. Yeah. Like, but, I don't know, he strikes me as one of those guys that will stick around. Um, his style so. of play is very, like, Bobby and nothing. <laughs> and,
0: Absolutely. You know what I
1: mean? So, I hope he's, he's a good safe. piece. Yeah, I hope he stays in Milwaukee. He's the man. We'll have him on the show soon.
0: Yeah, of course. He already told me he'd do it. Oh, and okay, I'm looking at it right now. He's got a uh, he's got an option next year for for two and a half mil. So I I assu- it's a player option too. So he he's going to opt out. He's going to get some sort of better deal, whether it comes from Milwaukee or whatever. Uh, I don't expect him to be playing on the same same deal. Oh, excuse me, it's for three point eight but player oh, option he nonetheless
1: he should opt into that
0: 3.8 mil i don't know man it's it's
1: bobby portis <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean yeah, i think he he's worth a lot more than than some people that are making making some dough at that position so
1: yeah we'll see i don't know i just don't know if he's gonna do the whole new well and like bet on himself somewhere else um mm, but tough. we'll see yeah, uh, I'm rooting for Bob. Um Question: Did you hear or see that commercial for the new Kanye song?
0: Oh, I meant and to. Yeah, I didn't know the album. I didn't know where we were in the show, but I, I wanted to make sure this got brought up. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. He also released it on his IG. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited. It's his first album, uh, in since what 2019. I think he dropped his gospel album. Which this is did, King? yeah, which did have a few, you know, undercover slappers on it. People want to act like it was all duds. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fucking stoked, man. The the little snippet looked pretty sweet that uh in the commercial had mm-hmm. the uh why am I blanking on old girl's name? The Sha'Carri track star Shikari, thank you. She was in it. I mean, it, it, it sounded good. Uh, I've heard multiple reports all over. I mean, this whole week they've been hyping up that, that Kanye is dropping a new album. He's been teasing it. He's been having events. And uh, yeah. some social media personality and, and KD allegedly were were um, shown the, the album in private and said that it was just full of bangers. So I can't wait. Anytime he drops anything, I'm going to rush to listen to it. You know that.
1: Did you know he was coming out with something?
0: I didn't, but I figured since he was going through a divorce that some yeah. some good stuff was cooking up. So shout out to Kim. Uh, I feel like every time Kanye breaks, gets his heart broken, he cooks up some beautiful art, which uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's how 808s and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came about. I'm pretty sure those were Little both most, like uh, lightweight break. Pretty sure. So yeah. I mean, Hopefully. it's worth saying
1: that he's getting out like rapping again. Um, he's I cursing, that. I believe. Um, yeah, I
0: heard there's few a few curses on the album.
1: And from what I sort of heard, you know, I think there's some pretty good features throughout the um, throughout the album. I couldn't pick up the song or who was um, there was a, a singer on the um, commercial. I was like, whose fucking voice? Like is that? the very
0: beginning, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he
0: was singing on the end of it, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. but But there was something different to start it out.
0: There wasn't. I mean, I'm sure that we'll have the usual suspects. I'm sure that we'll get Pusha T. I'm sure we'll have a million Ty Dolla Sign background vocals that he won't be credited for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure Lil Baby will be on there. Let's see. I'm taking a quick look while we're talking. I was going to say, does Wikipedia? Did they post a, a fake track list yet? As they usually do the week, the album, album week. Because this is coming out Friday, correct? I believe I read that it's he's having. Coming out a, Friday. He's having an Apple Music listening party on Thursday, which I kick myself now that I don't have Apple Music. <laughs> um, and the album
1: comes out Friday. That's trash. But yeah, so it says rumored features include Push It To You Little Baby, Baby Keem, and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been pictures of him with Tyler the Creator in the studio, which I'm sure he'll be on it. Yeah, um, he's
0: wearing a mask again while he's cooking up. That's yeah. a great sign.
1: <laughs> Potential West Side Gun, which I am very in for. Um,
0: Correct me if I'm Travis wrong. Scott. Oh, I'm sure him and Trav. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about uh. Who was the the second dude that you you had mentioned? I West feel like I'm gun. a little no
1: before him. Oh. Baby Keem. Baby don't know Keem about him. I- yeah. Okay. Good. I was gonna say, <laughs> I know You'll that I'm Keem. old. And,
0: I, know, I know that I'm old and washed. But don't know. Maybe Keem is not a person I'm too aware of. So I, I've been seeing a lot of conversation about him on Twitter. About like, is this somebody for the youths? Like, is this somebody that I should know about? And I've heard positive reviews. So interested to see what it sounds like.
1: Yeah. You know, he's always gonna bring out some, someone that not too many people have heard of, and. You know make a name yeah. for him whether it's a couple minutes or long-term career out of it so yeah who's yeah, 070 man. shake yeah <laughs> who's this guy designer <laughs> <laughs> um i will say like i mean we could say what you want about his uh last you know 18 months or so and everything i'm still getting out of bed for his music man i don't care like I can't not listen was um I had no idea this was coming I'm not really in my uh, two dope boys blog (laughs) following stuff anymore. So when I saw early this week or like what Sunday night, some like random listening party and I was like trolling Twitter, trying to find little snippets from it. Um, And then I found out it's coming out this Friday. I'm like, Oh boy, I am buckling up for this.
0: So let me read you a little excerpt from the, uh, from the album Wikipedia page. And it says on March 7th, 2021, Sigh High the Prince, haven't heard that name in a while, stated Sci-hi. in an interview <laughs> with Vlad TV that West had once again begun work on his upcoming album amid his divorce with Kim Kardashian. And then in July, Consequence created a post on IG which depicted West in the studio with Tyler, the creator. The caption of the post suggests an album release date of summer 2021. And then this is what I was referring to. On July 18th, podcaster Justin LaBoy claimed that West had finished the album and West had personally played the album for him and Kevin Durant the day before. LeBoy called the production light years ahead of its time. And I hate when people overhype <laughs> this shit. Like, obviously, if I'm in a room with Kanye and he's playing me his album, even if it's dog shit trash, I'm going to be tweeting out how fire it is. But it's just, you know. You know what's going to happen. It's going to come out. There's going to be some mediocre songs on it, and everyone's going to overreact about like, well, what do you mean? You said it was going to be the best album of the year.
1: Light years ahead of its time. Like,
0: I don't even know what that means.
1: It's just, it's Blog Boys. And kind of drums. I don't know. What kind of drums is he on <laughs> this thing?
0: What's that? So what kind of drums is he cooking up that's light years ahead? I don't know. But yeah. uh, I'll be listening I mean, from the time a- it comes out.
1: It's going to be a good healthy mix of gospel rap with like his takes on trying to be like, I don't know. He'll kind of do his, I'm just assuming it's going to be a combination of like kind of like gritty bars or him trying to be a little gritty, but Mm -hmm. a little bit of gospel. I'm expecting some fire samples. I don't know about light here, light years ahead of his time. I don't, I don't know. I'm assuming, but
0: I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of like choir in the back,
1: which I don't
0: hate. Yeah i, th- I want to say that he has like a an entire choir on his payroll like at his beck and call <laughs> which would be oh, the he most to, with like kanye thing ever stuff yeah for sure yeah um but no it'll be good uh excited to listen to it i'm gonna be in my church on sunday the golf course so better believe this is gonna be ringing out of my uh my golf cart the entire time
1: hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's sick um I was going to say, you play music while you golf? Is that a thing? I don't know. I do.
0: Oh,
1: I, don't know, I, so. I enjoy
0: keeping a speaker in the golf cart. It keeps you loose.
1: I know. I hear you. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, it's a little bit back to conversations around um, the finals, is the basketball player versus Hooper debate. Oh, man. Um, so this started making the rounds in a, like, almost like a joint like chatter starter from kendrick perkins big perk you know first takes very own um and a like scout named richard Rashad phillips who also calls himself yoda um <laughs> now he's sort of been getting a little bit more press lately for calling players like Cam Reddish and, you know, hitting on a couple of the draft prospects recently. Um, He's probably most known for his breakdowns of like different types of guards. You know, you have point guards, which is like your Chris Pauls, but then you have like your scoring guards and then your combo guard. It just goes through like 45 different positions to, to outline the five roles on the basketball court. Um, So this is very in line with his style of takes and scouting reports. Uh, But he pretty much started this conversation of like Giannis is not a Hooper. He's a basketball player. Um, And mentioned a few players that are basketball players versus Hoopers. Of course he's taking a side of like, there's not, it's not positive or negative to be one or the other. There's just a difference in the style of play which led to people responding and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Tim Duncan's not a Hooper. He has five titles, blah, blah, blah. So oh, yeah. um, controversy. I'll, just read, I'll just read his most recent tweet about it. A basketball player excels under the confinements of the game. They're driven to play the game more strategically. A Hooper is a player that excels outside of the confinements of the natural rules. They're more instinctive, which makes for a more of a freedom player. Um, with that tweet, he has seven people that are what a collage seven pictures on a collage it's and i'll just kind of let you just guess basketball player or hooper but derrick rose hooper kevin garnett see to me he's both mm-hmm. alan iverson hooper
0: probably the first person you would think of in this debate in my opinion would be Allen iverson as a hooper would you agree
1: absolutely absolutely uh, I don't know. This one might be a little bit more. Michael B. <laughs> Hooper. <laughs> I'm screaming uh, uh, it. <laughs> Tim Duncan,
0: basketball player. Kyrie. I would say both, but leaning more towards a Hooper. I would. I would say.
1: And then Klay Thompson.
0: This might be the most debated one, right? And for me, obviously, yeah, yeah obviously he's a basketball player, but. I mean, when someone scores 37 points in a quarter, how can you not say that they're a Hooper?
1: A couple of the names he throws out in the basketball player category is anti-vax John Stockton and basketball. Giannis Antetokounmpo.
0: See, so you got to give Giannis, he's both. Right. Especially with what he did and finished with tonight, he's both.
1: Well, that's like, that's why I think people take it as like, are you saying they're not skilled because you look at, other, he, he shows three other um, Hoopers. You have Kevin Durant, Jamal Crawford, um, and he has Casey oh. as a Hooper.
0: Yeah, Jamal Crawford is absolutely a Hooper. You know who else who I would probably add to that category? He's obviously not on their level, uh, but Zach Levine. As a Hooper? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so then my point – I guess my thought is like, okay, are these just people that are like – Scores? Really good scores? Is that considered a Hooper? And if that's the case, then like –
0: I guess, man. Like, what are we getting <laughs> at? What are we, what are we arguing here? Like Monte Ellis hooper.
1: hooper. Yeah. I guess what I'm, what people are arguing is like, they take it as like, this is a slight on a player like Tim Duncan. Cause he's not a Hooper. He's a basketball player. And there's he's showing these sick players, but like, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. I, I definitely agree with him. I definitely think there's a difference between a basketball player and a Hooper. Um, Absolutely. I think you could put debates for who belongs in which category, but um <laughs> I thought it was funny that he's doing it in the, in the heat of the finals and big perks taking it and running with it. Um, <laughs> and then I'm just also not here for clay slander if that's what they're trying to do is slander clay. So no, thought we're be, never interesting here. to bring it up.
0: Yeah, we're never here for that. It's funny, I've been uh I've been listening to a mafia podcast a lot lately. Shout out to the sit down. And one of the biggest things that they uh they bring up when they go over a mobster is there's two different type of mobsters. Usually you got an earner who's going to obviously earn you all your money. And then you've got your uh, enforcer. Who's probably going to be doing a lot of murdering and the most successful dudes are both. And this in my sick demented mind kind of translates to this. You know what I mean? Like you can have a Hooper and you can have a basketball player, but the best people that are the ones that do both. And off the top of my head, obviously it's LeBron MJ and, and Katie, KD. Are the first three that come to mind when you talk about who does both, who can do both, right?
1: I mean, that's perfectly said. It's if you're not one or the other. You're you're both, and like Kobe, that's both Kobe, both. um I would say a ton. It gives you this like. There's it, it definitely like some negative context or connotation to the basketball player of like boring fundamental not fun to watch but but they win i guess um whereas like your hoopers are like stylish crafty you know flashy all that shit but then
0: you also got to take into account you got to have way more basketball players than hoopers on your team and that's what's gonna actually win for you if you got 10 hoopers on your team you're fucked (laughs) if you can't have mike beasley alan iverson uh uh jamal crawford on the same team no it won't work no it's not gonna work
1: like those guys need the ball in their hands and if they're not getting the balls in their hands they're useless on the court and that's why unfortunately right. bz doesn't have a role it's why like pains is like yeah like that's just that's in love and that's why you kind of give the little bit of a hybrid with like the Kyrie's, obviously durant and like kgs of like they were able to turn it on in a basketball player way so correct um yeah James Harden's another one of those Hoopers, but.
0: In like the grossest way that nobody wants to watch, I would say. <laughs> oh, it's a little, it's a little bit different now that he's in Brooklyn. I, I got to stop giving uh, Jim Harden so much shit. Yeah. Did you also woo, woo, woo.
1: see,
0: did you see him and a uh, little baby getting, uh, getting Le into baby. some trouble overseas? Yeah, the baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> they were in France, right? In Paris, yeah, they're I think. out
1: there for Fashion Week. Just the and funniest ch- duo together. It's like.
0: Yeah, I guess James six Harden, foot six,
1: and, Harden. With his big ass beard and like five foot three little baby who just yeah, always well, <laughs> looks confused.
0: Yeah, they're the best of friends, I guess. Um, and I think they were trying to exit a hotel through like a side entrance and didn't think paparazzi would be there. And little to their surprise, they get out there and little baby looks like a deer in the headlights, like, Oh, I didn't know there'd be all these people, and he's got French people just yelling, Le baby.
1: <laughs> Le baby. <laughs> Le baby. He has no idea they're talking to them. <laughs> I think James was like, "Hey, they talking to you?" He's like, "Uh huh, what's up?"
0: That's so fucking funny. And I think probably a couple hours later, they proceeded
1: to get uh, in trouble for having weed on him. Yeah, he got a. Uh, I think he got arrested or something like that. So
0: yeah, I think baby took the charge. The baby, le baby.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's all I got. I feel like this is a. Uh... A quick one. We got a lot of, uh, fun stuff coming next week. It's draft time. Season's over with, um, yeah. yeah anything else you wanted to, to run through tonight?
0: I think that's it, man. We recap the series. Big shout out to Giannis solidifying himself as one of the greats of all time with the resume he's put together at 26 years old. Safe to say it's only going to grow and get better. Um, and yeah, I man, shout out to Milwaukee. I have never been. I always wanted to go to Milwaukee. Seems like a cool town. You know what I mean? Blue collar. Looks like a cool location. So, it's and cool that they want to chip
1: 5,000 people out in front of the little like Deer Park. I saw that. They That's were climbing insane. light poles and shit.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like they're always known as Chicago's like little brother. Um oh, for so sure. Yeah, it's the
1: Packers cool. town. That's it.
0: Right. So it's cool to see them get a ring. It's cool to see a, a random team kind of get thrown in the mix and and switch it up a little bit. So well, I don't know what's gonna happen next year as far as that's concerned, but uh but yeah, we're on to draft season, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. we've got a we've got a guest coming on next episode. Um, people may know him from his uh, his his draft breakdown on Twitter over the years and he's gonna come on and, and pick through some players with us. so it should be fun.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do a little draft talk. Might have to do like a, a a quick turnaround Kanye album review. Um,
0: Ooh, good call.
1: Our guest is a big fan of Kanye. I'm sure he'll have some uh, some thoughts. So we we'll should review that album for you. Um, this is our 25th episode, so we got a little musical gift for you guys after this um, after this episode. And um, yeah, more to come, man.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to everybody for rocking with us. We appreciate it
1: yes sir thank you guys and uh we'll see y'all next week all right man take it easy later